Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. So let's move on and talk some author stuff. And before we get on our topic, let me ask you a couple other questions. So your books are about 10 years apart or so. What did you learn doing the first one that you're doing different now or you have done different with the second one? Oh my God. When I read the first one now, it's so cringy. I think that (laughs) just as you grow and mature, if you're continuing to write, hopefully you get better. And that is the result, right? That you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Things, I think I was so histrionic in my first book. Uh, Granted, it was a memoir, but just, I just say things that aren't interesting about myself. You know how younger people tend to think that they're more interesting than they, than they are. (laughs) You're like, Oh God. Yeah. I, um, I read it and I think, Oh my God, I use the word just so much. That's I think every writer has their (laughs) little idiosyncrasy that you're just like, ah, why did I have to say just a thousand times? Just and that my software will pick up that. And I'm right. like, oh, I did not realize I used that 21 times in this oh chapter. Like, wow. Yeah. I uh, know. And, and so the software is good because it's helping me learn and get over some of those. I find them as I'm thinking them or typing them. I used yeah. to start a lot of sentences with ing words. And oh. I did, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize I did that so much. <laughs> that out. Or what's it and, called and, when you. Sorry, good. When you what? Or like switching tenses, sometimes I pick up on that, or there's just all kinds of little things that I'm like, oh God, I can't believe I put that out into the world. And the thing is, when I was starting, I'm like, what is wrong with this sentence? It sounds fine. And as I learned more, I wrote more, I started realizing the stumbling way the writing sounded, or Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, that does sound bad. But as just a reader, you don't necessarily always notice it until it's so much. Yeah. So, yeah. We're probably our own worst critics. Please. God, very let much that so. be true, but, yeah. Or like expository writing. Like, why did I tell them that when I can show them that? Which. Oh, that's one that of the lot. things. Yeah. Not that I'm an uh, old writer, but I tell newer writers and kids, I work a lot with kids. I'm like, stop worrying about the craft. Start worrying about reading every book, stop worrying about classes and courses and the next book and get, just write, go write and write and write. Because until you've written some stuff, you cannot tell how bad you are, how good you are, what needs fixed or changed. You got to have the experience of the writing for everything else to make sense. And that's my new advice. I keep telling people who are, have not written as long as I have. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think reading a lot is really important too. I think the more you read, the better you get. Yes. What I'm finding is as I've written more, as I've learned more about writing, as I'm reading, I'm picking up on good sentences and better sentences and all that. So I'm learning just by the reading. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. There's... All right. So 
Speaking of the software in that, do you have any special software you like to use? I still write in Pages, which I think is an okay. outdated program. <laughs> it's just an Apple program. Okay. Any other, any special services you like to use for any part of it, marketing or anything? This time I hired a publicist, so she's taking that over. And I'm learning as I go to that Kindle Unlimited that you just told me about is totally news. So I, yeah, nothing comes to mind. Okay. No, no problem. And so you got a publicist. So you basically hand it over the marketing for the most part. Is there anything mm -hmm. special you're doing besides podcasts? I'm. She's telling me what to do and then I'm implementing it. So there's a lot of social media stuff and I'm going to actually like walk into bookstores like I did with my last one and be like, hey, here's a sample of my book. If you want to order it, this is how you get it. I'm going to do boots on the ground kind of marketing. <laughs> okay. Um, did you do that with the first one? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like I said, it was 10 years ago. So it was a lot different. I think it's a right. lot easier to self-publish now, but. Okay. When you did walk into bookstores, did you get a lot of good responses or was it a it tough? Did actually, yeah. Yeah. I was in LA and there's a lot of artists there. So it was, I'm pretty, they were pretty receptive. Nobody took a lot of books. Like people would be like, yeah, we'll take one copy <laughs> and we'll sell right. it on consignment. So I didn't really make any money, but I was so excited to have it out there that I was thrilled nonetheless. Okay, good. Let's talk a bit about how things have changed. And your first book, you wrote that you said about 10 years ago in 2013. I started writing a couple years after that. And even I've seen lots of changes. So what are some of the changes you've seen that you're dealing with now compared to the first book? Besides, like you said, the marketing boots on the ground and yeah. you got to publish. What are changes have you seen? First and foremost, social media, obviously. That um, if it did exist then, it was just barely. And I didn't know enough about it to utilize. And also this Ingram Spark platform. Last time I just published with CreateSpace, which was under the Amazon umbrella. I, that probably right. doesn't exist anymore. Pre-Kindle, pre yeah. Yeah. KDP, yeah. And you could call them on the phone and they would help you. Like they'd pick up, but you got an actual person, they'd help you with anything. I went into the Apple store to have them help me format it. Like it was like early days. And now with Ingram Spark, it's available in the catalog, the same catalog that every, that Penguin and Random House and everybody else is in. So anybody can order your book just the same as they would from anyone else. So that's exciting. Yes. And I think on Amazon, yeah, you got to compete against everybody, but with so many books appearing from the publishing houses and from independents and people don't know, they don't notice. So they really do look at, Oh, that sounds interesting. Oh, that mm -hmm. looks like a good cover. And Oh, 300 other people have read it and left reviews. And yeah. th whether it's independent or not, that's, you know, of course there's always, Oh, that's Patterson. I know that one. Oh, that's Stephen King. I know that one. Yeah. But there's always new authors. So I think it's in that way, it's a good thing in helping. Uh, it's like you said, it, it's great and it's overwhelming. It's if I were to be the buyer of a book, I'm probably leaning towards something that I've heard of or something that's got like the bestseller sticker on it, which 
But not everyone's like that, fortunately. <laughs> they are going to look at covers. And I find that people that aren't writers, they don't even think about self-publishing versus a tr- traditional publisher. So right. that's nice. Yeah. And I think it's less so now. I think maybe when independent publishing 10, 12 years ago was really starting to come out, that it was a little different. Though you're on the your first book came out right on the big cusp when Kindle first started. So everybody was re- giving away free books. I remember oh, my first yeah, Kindle, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all the free books. But yeah. it's because they wanted you to read more. So what yeah. ended up happening for me is, oh, look, I've got 3,000 books on my Kindle that I'm never going to read. Yeah. Oh my God. Getting people to actually read now, like even friends, like squeezing blood from a stone sometimes. Yes, I agree. It's interesting because I do a workshop working with kids to help teach storytelling in video games. So using that in a different way, because it's a job they could do, a job Mm -hmm, that's out there, but it's so new, nobody really knows about it yet. You could teach me that, actually. There are a lot of jobs out there for that. Yeah, it's gr- it's getting bigger and it's another yeah. one you can do with your it's different storytelling. It's a different way of doing it. You don't have the mm-hmm. same structure and you don't get to make all the choices. So you have to make sure it structures around the, the game and the player choice. It's just totally different. It's interesting and fun. Yeah. So cool. we were mentioning also on uh, some of the things our craft has improved or gotten better. That's another thing I've seen change is all the software that's out there that will go through and do some editing on your okay, stuff. Yeah. Do you use any of that? No, I don't. I've, I work as a copywriter and have like taught writing and all of that as well. So I feel pretty good about doing it myself, but okay. what sort of things does it do? Obviously it catches spelling and grammar. But. I use pro writing aid because I liked all the things it checked and all that, but it will, like we mentioned, using just or that, it has an over uh, word, overused words thing. So you hit it and it'll say the average book for middle grade kids uses this many that in a chapter. You used mm-hmm. this many. So try and reduce oh, it. Try okay. and cut out the was. Try and mm-hmm. cut out. And it will check overused words. It'll check thesaurus. Are you, you, is there a better word you could use to oh, change your cool. sentence? Picks up passive voice. It checks sticky sentences, like you use too many sticky words here and it's making it cumbersome. Can you rewrite it? Uh, It doesn't, it it gives you suggestions, doesn't always fix it the way it should be or the way you want. So Mm -hmm. that's why I've learned a lot is I purposefully put these words like this because of whatever reason. So it picks up on it, but it's not what I want. And I skip it, go to the next one. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're right. I did start four sentences with he. He did right, this. Right. And he said that. Let me yeah. change that. And yeah. and it does help out a whole lot making the writing sound better. But I don't even know if any of it integrates with pages. I think you're only like out of a hundred and some people, I think you're only the second or third person that said pages is what they use <laughs> like, for writing. Up from just using a typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have had some people still doing it longhand. So oh, I do get wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They win. I don't do it. I just talk to other <laughs> people that do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I just like it because it's familiar. Like when I write, I'm like in a flow state. I'm not like stopping to think about, I just get it out and then I go back and edit. And pages is just 
what I've used for so long that I don't want to learn something new. And what do you do to format it? And you have somebody you you hired to do the yeah, formatting to get like the book I, I went on Fiverr this time and just had a typography person do it. And they do it for so cheap. Like it was like 25 bucks or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fiverr is another one I, I talked to some people about. You got to be careful. That's yeah. something else. <laughs> you want to talk about differences. I don't think Fiverr really existed or was that no, big. definitely didn't. Ago. No. No. And when it first started, it was looked down upon more. It's It was, oh, you can't get a good person working there. It's cheap, blah, blah, blah. Now you got people with whole careers earning oh, money yeah? on Fiverr. Yeah. So it's it, so much of everything. It's, yeah. There's but it's good too for the buyer because here's my price range mm. and find the best person I can. And yeah. you try out people. Here's here, 25 bucks a person. Let me try you out. Okay. You're the one I'm going to go with. So that's, yeah. you're right. That's a benefit. I did try to use them for cover design as well. And I, that didn't work out at all. I had to find someone actually that I worked with that I should have just done that to begin with. But for something <laughs> easy like typography, that that worked. Got it. Okay. Actually, I'm a PC person. I'm a programmer. Oh, okay. uh, so PC's just always been my tool. But I bought a Mac Mini with Vellum just to do the formatting of my book. Okay. Vellum is a... Got, see, I'm learning so much. I'm <laughs> Vellum is yeah. formatting books? It, yes. Vellum is... It, it's one of the older players in the market, but mm. they've kept up and improved and a lot of independent authors use vellum for formatting because oh. you can import your word file or mm -hmm. I'm sure pages exports in some format that it'll accept. Yeah. It might do pages just because it's on Mac come to think. I'm not sure, but you import it and you basically, I want it to be five by eight or six by nine size or yeah. whatever size you want and you can choose a couple different styles and then it just formats it all in there and there's something on my computer that does that too i don't know what the name of it is but i have that too and the and there's it, if you there's different styles of if you want to do like a graphic novel little format for that um i do have okay. that yeah okay yeah know what it's called. great <laughs> yeah good okay before we get done here can you think of anything else you wanted to bring up that oh i've noticed this has changed in the last 10 years, or this is different than when I did the first one. People probably read less, I think, again, because of social media. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm hoping that the pendulum is going to swing the other way and eventually we'll just want to get back to the basics. But right. yeah. Now, let me ask you, I was thinking about this. You mentioned you were in TV. Have you ever thought of writing TV episodes or scripts or anything like that? Oh, that's what I was doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you write anything that we would know? Mm, nothing that I'm proud of. <laughs> nothing okay. I need to brag about. Well, I did option my first screenplay this past year. So hopefully that's going to be being made in the near future. That's a feature film. Yeah. So that's exciting. Beautiful. I went to film so, that okay. also for writing. So that also helped me become a better writer across the board, I think. Cool. I'll look for Rachel Biggs. Oh, hey, I know that person. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it'll be all over my social media. You don't have to worry about looking for anything. Everybody, look at this. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like that too. I'd Any money I'd make off of the script for a screenwriting, I'd spend the rent out of theater and invite everybody I knew. Yeah. That's all right. All right I think so that like 
Sorry, go ahead. No, please finish. Oh, I think that the arts, be it music or painting or writing, is a calling and a purpose that sort of you just have to get it out there. And whether it makes money or not, it's awesome if it makes money, but you've done your job if you get it out there. In reference to renting a theater and having everybody come and see it, that's you're doing what you came to do. That's Rachel, before we go, do you have any last minute advice that you would give to new authors? Go deeper. I think if you are writing something and it's not resonating with people or you're smart enough to know that it's not very good, go deeper. If you're describing a wall, tell me every single thing about that wall. Keep talking about it. Like one of the exercises that I would have when I'm teaching writing is I haven't done that for a long time, but try brushing your, and it has to be like three pages and go into every detail that's so boring because in that you can edit something that's actually interesting. You're going to find something that's you wouldn't have found otherwise. It, it pushes you and you have to think about it in different ways. Yeah. I do a similar thing where I will take mostly Stephen King just because I enjoy reading Stephen King. But I'll just find a couple random paragraphs and then I'll force myself to rewrite it in different ways and different styles or different feels or making it very like Lee Child, where it's very short, succinct sentences and cut out a lot of the detail or then make it more like something from the Victorian area where it's very flashy and flourishy. And for me, that pushes yourself to try different things, do different things. And it's easier with other people's stuff than your own. So Mm. rewriting it like that is a lot easier for me. (laughs) It evokes such different feelings, right? When you read like a short sentence versus a long flowery one, like you're going to feel a totally different way as a reader. Yeah. If you want to manipulate. Yeah. Great. All right, Rachel, I wish you luck on your book coming out or the pre-orders right before Christmas and coming out the first. So we'll get this up. I'll let you know. And I hope things go well for you. Thank you so much. It was great to meet you. It was great to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Hi, if you enjoyed this episode of Discovered Wordsmiths, please support the author. Go to their website, go to Amazon, look them up, get the book. And if you click on the link that I have in the show notes, you'll also help support the podcast so I can keep the hosting and all the software I use and uh, keep it running for to help more authors. When I am recording this, we've got over 100 episodes, lots of authors. Go to the website, discoveredwordsmiths.com. Check it out. There's a lot of great authors, probably in some genre that you love. See what they have. Check out their books. That's what the point of the podcast is for. So people can discover new authors, find some new books they love, support the authors so they can continue writing. So please support them. And if you do like the podcast, if you've been thinking of podcasting or you're a writer, I've got some links also at the website. Click on those if you're interested in any of the software or services that I talk about. Everything that I have there is something I use, so I've got an affiliate link. Again, it's a little bit, if everyone clicked on those, if they were going to get it anyway, it helps keep the podcast going. So let's all help each other out, discover more authors to read. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe 
Sometime in the near future, it might be you.